welcome to a This Paranormal Life New Year's Eve special! Hello everyone, my name is Roy Powers and I'm joined by Kit Greer, the two investigators on This Paranormal Life, the world's number one paranormal comedy podcast, where every week we investigate a brand new case, tale, claim, beast, rumor, legend, story, animal, man, alien, or wizard. And come to a conclusion as to whether or not the stories about them are real or false. Guys, it's New Year's Eve. I'm wow. excited. Are you excited, Kit? I'm incredibly excited. Um, I probably should have looked into this. There's probably some sort of ancient belief about New Year's Eve that, uh, I don't know, maybe some paranormal shit will kick off when we hit midnight. There is something inherently paranormal about the year changing. Right. You know? 365 days, whoosh, gone, and we got a whole set of new ones in front of us. Guys, we are so excited today to be with you on New Year's Eve and bring in the new year. What you may not know is that the new year is actually pretty paranormal. Hmm. You know, we don't we think of we think of Halloween as paranormal. Yeah. We think of Easter, a fing bunny brings you chocolate. That's pretty weird. Jesus rising from the dead. That's paranormal that right. as hell. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any other holidays. I think it's just two, to be honest. <laughs> Both of them, pretty weird. But we wouldn't think of New Year's Eve as paranormal. That is until today. I have gathered a collection of paranormal stories all revolving around New Year's Eve. A collection? A collection. This is going to be a little like cozy around the campfire, ghost stories style podcast that we have today. Okay, wow. So we're going to investigate a couple different stories, all from Reddit, of people who have had extremely paranormal incidents on New Year's Eve. So let's dive right in, Kit. Our first story today was posted by Lazior, only 11 months ago. Oh, wow. The story's titled, New Year's Eve Ghost Slash Demon. When I was around 12, I spent New Year's Eve at my friend's house whilst our parents were out at a restaurant in a nearby town. The house was old and pretty isolated, and to be honest, scared the crap out of me. You had to drive up a long overgrown track to reach it. A lot of my other friends at school would say the house was haunted, and it was actually featured in a ghost book, if I remember rightly. Okay, so it is haunted. If it's in a book about ghosts... <laughs> That's about as haunted as a house can get. It's actually uh, the basis of the movie Paranormal Activity. What? So it's haunted. Why, yeah. why spend time there? So anyways, we were sat downstairs in the lounge, watching some TV, and heard the loudest crashing sound. The crashing sounded like it came from upstairs, so we headed up to check it out. When we got to the top of the stairs... There was a breeze coming from somewhere. It was cold. Ice cold. Uh-oh. Unless you, you are in the kitchen and the fridge door is open, you don't want ice cold. No. That's the Ice cold is never good. It's come up a few times in the cast. Uh, it's difference in temperature, drop in temperature, poltergeist activity. That's, That's a, sign a of the telltale sign. At the end of the corridor was his mom and dad's bedroom. The door was moving back and forward slowly. We both stopped and just stood still, frozen, not saying a word to each other. After a moment, my friend walked towards the door. I was still frozen in fear and fell behind a little. As he pushed the door open and snuck into the room, the darkness consumed him. 
I could barely make out his silhouette. There was a perfect silence for a couple seconds. Before I heard him, let out the most terrifying scream. Ah! My adrenaline kicked in, and I ran towards the room to see what had happened. I searched for the light and turned it on. He was stood, frozen stiff and pale, just staring into an empty corner of the room. Just to the side of him was a massive antique mirror that was smashed into pieces and scattered all over the floor. I placed my arm on his shoulder and asked him if he was okay. She... she broke the mirror. I asked him, what are you talking about? Who broke it? The woman in the corner. She told me. At that point, I was like, fuck this and told him I took a shard of glass and I shanked my friend. I knew he wasn't real. I knew he was an apparition. I told him we should leave and he turned to go with me. But just before we did, I wanted to check the mirror. Surely the wire had broken or something, I thought to myself. I bent down to the mirror and turned it over, but the string that was holding it to the wall was intact. And I looked at the wall and the nail was still firmly fixed. At that point, I was so terrified, I told him to ring his parents and tell them to come home. <laughs> I don't know if I ever called my parents to come home. Uh, that's a great point. Where did he... <laughs> okay, backtrack. What age okay. is this guy? Tw- he's 12 years old. Oh, that would explain a lot. Um, where were his parents? They were out uh, having a nice dinner on New Year's Eve. All of these <laughs> are on New Year's Eve, remember? Which, if they're still having <laughs> dinner, it's not late. This is sad as shit, actually. Did they leave their children at home while all the parents went out and had, like, a nice dinner? <laughs> Kids, stay at home. Uh, look after the haunted house. I mean, after look after that dog. This shouldn't be how any child spends the new year. If they're still at dinner, it's 9 p.m. If there was a woman in that house that smashed the mirror and was trying to haunt these kids, if she actually came out of the mirror, she'd be like, Whoa, I'm going to... Wait, where are your parents? Uh, they're actually out at dinner. They left you here on New Year's Eve? Let's play Nintendo or something. Like, I feel bad for you little guys. straight up sad. You guys have a golden eye? Let's just do this. (laughs) Slappers only, though. (laughs) Slappers only, I'm odd job. That's the rule, or I'll haunt your ass. Aren't you a 17th century ghost? How are you so good at Goldeneye? Here's the best part. The post goes on to say, I'm 24 now, and I was having a general chat with my mum, and as New Year's coming up soon, that night came up. I told her about it, and she said, I believe you. Your friend's mum told me a few days after that night that she had seen a woman in her room telling her to leave the house. Whoa. Yeah. That's insane. So cross-corroborating, someone else saw the woman? Yeah. The mum. The mum who lived in the haunted house saw the woman and apparently told her to leave the house. Creepy stuff. These ghosts are never very welcoming. There's no... There's no ghosts uh, making an account on couchsurfing.com. They're, yeah. never, they're never like, Ooh, mi casa es tu casa, bro. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's always, even Corny, who, I mean, he was just, he wasn't very welcoming, but he wasn't necessarily evil. He was he was having a good time, which was kind of welcoming in itself. I guess so. <laughs> he was just roasting everyone. He also wasn't a ghost. It was a man in a barrel. I'm pretty sure we oh, yeah. came down on the conclusion. Um, but yeah, this is a tough one. We got a borderline just paranormal ghost 
haunting the house, freaking out the kids. It's a pretty standard level. Pretty uh, textbook. Yeah, pretty textbook haunting that we got here. Again, because we're going through so many of these in so many different genres, uh, I don't think we necessarily have to come down on a conclusion. F*** it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Double no, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) quick fire round no time for evidence baby all right let's move on to our second story of the night posted by yangi emperor five years ago yangi emperor sounds like he lived a lot longer than five years ago so i found an mp4 player behind a bin a great start my friend and i ended up finding this mp4 player behind a bin (laughs) okay stop (laughs) Stop calling it an MP4 player. I mean, I guess that means it plays video, not just MP3. I'm, I was trying to think, this is five years ago. What in it, Christ's name would have been around? It's still I, too recently for there to be MP4 players. Yeah, what, what the hell would that be? A Zune, maybe? <laughs> an iPod video? Yeah, I, I have no idea. He's going to continue to refer to it as an MP4 oh, player. me, okay. My friend being the typical guy I know, he picked it up and brought it home with him. <laughs> what? Is, what? what? Is you know so little about this, this man. Is, this is written by an alien. The, the, the guy I know, being the typical guy, he likes to pick things up that have value. Why were <laughs> you guys behind a bin? He he picked it up and brought it home with him, and checked on his computer to see if there was anything on it. That's rolling the dice, isn't it? You don't know, man. This, it could have secret government files. It could have the address of a Bitcoin wallet. It could have the mother load of computer STDs that brings down the whole goddamn nation's cybersecurity. That's true. But also, there could be some porn on it. We don't know. Actually, open that shit up. <laughs> you gotta roll the dice sometimes with life. Whilst ta- Again, this is five years ago. I don't know the state of internet porn five years ago. So okay. These kids are desperate. Whilst taking the MP4 out of the box, there was a receipt in there that he didn't see any interest in, so he just put it back in the box. After getting the MP4 to work on the computer, we checked if there was anything on it, and there was nothing but a single 18-second long file, which had nothing but a person talking on it. The audio file was named FM00001. Work this out for myself. I have to minimize my violence in my life. I I was interested in the fact that he chose to slaughter himself. And I think that on one level that it's very abnormal that he is taking responsibility for what he's doing. And for what he is... And is totally unrealistic. Because we can't all do that. Okay. Bit of a weird clipping to get. Yeah. For a first, the audio file was actually created on the first of the first 2004. Wait, that wouldn't make this five years ago. No, that would be Oh no, it could be, but then they just found it now. Oh, so So it it could be 15 years old. Jesus. But only found five years ago. God, this gets so weird. This would be where the receipt would come in handy because on it, it says that the actual product was bought on the 31st of May what (laughs) on the 31st of may 2007 that doesn't make any sense that doesn't make any sense but that would be three years after the recording was done (laughs) which would mean the recording wasn't done on the device uh that's possible uh sometimes though okay like occasionally the date system will get up 
with files like that. It happens sometimes. I don't know about Windows, for example, but sometimes I've seen it on Mac where a file will get like flagged as like 1st of May, 1979. And it's like, okay, well, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I once had a file on my uh, old white MacBook that said it was something like 2000 years old. (laughs) It was just called (laughs) (laughs) Bible.txt. I kept trying to delete it, but it erased my bin. It was quite a scary situation to be in. Um, (laughs) I double clicked it and an 8-bit GIF of a burning bush appeared on my desktop. (laughs) I didn't know if I was the Messiah or on drugs. My keyboard turned into wine. I was scared and I was pissed, actually. I got a little drunk. (laughs) When they said Jesus was coming back, I didn't know it would be by Evite. I mean, just to prove that this wasn't like a copy-paste error, they do go on to say, this is one of the things we thought was odd. It made no sense that the file was created in 2004, even though the product was purchased in 2007. Another thing that should be brought up is the fact that the audio file was created just as the new year happened. Right. The date of the file dated from the start of the new year over into the new year. Got it. So the the time and day, day itself is probably fine, but I think the year can get thrown out of whack. But yeah. I mean, if, if the machine was 2007, if that's what the receipt says, I mean, we're still talking a long time ago. Yeah. Who is doing this <laughs> at, at midnight on New Year's Eve, starting an audio recording that scrambled so badly and that's how he wants to bring in the new year? He meant they mentioned slaughter himself. Yeah, which is pretty dark. I've never even heard of that turn of phrase. Yeah, I was interested in the fact that he chose to slaughter himself. There's also something about minimizing my violence in my life. He better be talking about like Halo Three or something. Hopefully, yeah. Well, this is what two thousand and I don't even know what the goddamn <laughs> year is because it's all over the thing. We're dealing with a time traveler here, folks. Who just, <laughs> I think he was maybe recording a voice message in his time machine as he traveled through the years. <laughs> and maybe, I don't know, he hit like a f***ing woolly mammoth at one point and the voice recorder flew out the window and into the time zone yep. and just popped out behind a bin and maybe these boys got a hold of it. That's my logical explanation. I don't know, kid, if you've got any better ones than that, but... Uh, I mean, it's pretty lucky that it went through a wormhole and landed in the same 10-year span that MP4 players were on sale. Yeah. Good thing it didn't <laughs> land in like a in an ancient Roman gladiatorial arena or something. Yeah, it'd be so great if you were a time traveler and, you know, you're just having a Big Mac as you went through the years, threw it out the window, and that <laughs> object just turned out to be the ship that crashed at Roswell was was actually a Happy Meal that descended at light speed into the Mexican desert. Moving on, our next case, posted by J.E. New Year's Eve, 2011. My eerie start to 2012 is the name of, of this uh, this next story. Okay. I didn't have much planned on New Year's Eve. My friend Aaron was having a party, so he invited me and two other friends to join in. Me, Aaron, Nat, and Anthony are chilling in his basement. Sounds like a pretty dope crew. It does, yeah. Chilling in the basement, you know. Nat? Nothing crazy going on. Anthony's there? That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. At around 9.30, Aaron gets a text from a number he doesn't recognize. It says, yo, I'm outside. So he goes outside to check. 
and finds that there's no one there. He comes down and asks if we have that number in our phones. None of us do. A little while after, Nat gets a text from the same number. It says, yo, I'm outside. And she replies, uh, where are you? And she gets a text back saying, turn around. Dude. At that point, I'm putting the, the barrel of the gun in my mouth because I would rather die than turn around. Whatever's back there isn't going to be good. It ain't going to be good. I'm not turning around. It can't you be can't good. make me. Imagine this is the pizza delivery guy. Just <laughs> most, most ominous, threatening guy. We were all in the basement together and clearly no one was behind her. So we figured that someone was trying to prank us. At around 10.45, I get the text. Yo. I'm outside. Same number. So now I'm really curious, and I want to figure out who this person is. I text back, All right, I'm coming out. And I promptly get a text back saying, I'm already outside. Fast forward to around 12.10. We're upstairs with everyone else watching the NBC New Year's show. I decide to text this person, Happy New Year! Love you! XOXO. You know, they're probably having a couple beers. Yeah, At this point, the Texans probably died down and they're like, what the hell was that? Well, let's send them a little New Year's yeah, text. Like, I bet it was Gary. Gary's always horsing around. Exactly. You know, he, he has to hang with his parents this year, but he's, he's having a fun time. I did this just to get some sort of reaction, hoping they'd reveal themselves. But I get no reply until around one. And I'm sitting on my friend's couch playing games on my phone. The text said, I'm waiting by your car. I didn't think too much of it. I just texted back, what's my license plate number? Trying to call his bluff? That's a, yeah, that's a good one. Uh-huh. It took a few minutes to get a reply, which said, you drive a Honda, right? This guy thinks, big deal. Lots of people drive Lots Hondas. Lots of people drive Hondas. Very popular Japanese manufacturer of cars. Around 1.30, I'm putting on my shoes to leave and I get another text. I'm ready to leave now. Are you? This was a little creepy. <laughs> I got a little rattled. <laughs> I went from curious to, 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 to scared shitless. I put on my shoes and I went out the door. I had to drop off Anthony and Nat, so we walked to my car and before going in, I checked the back seats and the surrounding area. Nothing in sight. We get in the car and here's where things get creepy. Now I could have made a three point turn and drive out the way I came in, but I was too lazy to reverse so I drove straight thinking that I knew the area well enough to make the proper turns to get out. I ended up making a right turn prematurely and quickly realized I made the wrong turn. My phone vibrated in my jacket pocket and I got a text. Don't pull it out. Don't look at it. There's no need. You're going the wrong way. Oh, shit. I was shook. I wasn't lost or anything. I just made the wrong turn. Dude. I stayed put until a couple cars passed me. I turned to the back seat and asked Nat or Anthony, Are you playing around? I have no idea what's going on. I'm looking at you, Nat. So I try and put all of that behind me and continue driving. I asked if I could chill at Anthony's for a little bit. <laughs> but I ended up sleeping over. <laughs> you had every intention of sleeping over at Anthony's. You wanted to spoon Anthony. What creeped me out was the timeliness of all these texts. But what sealed the deal was the punctuation and grammar. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but friends don't really text like that. <laughs> kind of true. Yeah, I've definitely texted people before where I'm like, 
this person hates me or like is really upset. Well, if someone uses full stops in 2019, they're a psychopath. They're angry. Yeah, that should they're be like furious. When I eventually leave this world and start my own world, that's going to be one of the secret tests where we'll right. be like, hey, before you come through to the screening process, uh, do you want to just like text your family and say you're going to be a while? That sounds sinister. I'm going to word it differently than that. Uh, and then they're going to text their family. When they go through, I'm going to gank their phone and be like, zero emojis, zero exclamation points. You don't belong here. Right. Get back on your rocket ship and go back to Earth. Gotcha. Because no one should text like that. Every single one of my sentences either has an emoji, an exclamation point, or a dot, dot, dot. Yeah. I can't do it. Or I'll just not end it at all, and I'll just send it open-ended. Dot, dot, dot is the boomer generation emoji. <laughs> they didn't have emoji. They had to make do with what they had. Yeah, that's that very was true. that dot, dot, dot. I feel like dot, dot, dot is my dot. I can't do a dot. <laughs> I have to do three dots. Because I'll be too scared that someone's going to think I'm mad at them. And even if I am, you're getting angry face emojis. People who I've told the story to have always tried to call the number, but they get a message saying the number doesn't exist. And well, come on, that's that's a far-fetched. I don't know. I don't know, man. What does that mean? Is that something that actually happens if you dial a number that doesn't exist? Uh, I mean, what is it in the UK? If you call, it'll say the number has not been recognized. Yeah. Please, please check and dial again. That's why it sounds weird, him saying that it says the number doesn't exist. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely different ones depending on the country you're calling, the the host country. It is possible that, that it says it doesn't exist. I mean, a number can be disconnected as well. Maybe it was like a burner. That's true, because it's, it's presumably the people that are trying to call it now, it's much further down the line. It wasn't like the next day or anything, because they all seem genuinely pretty freaked out about getting these weird messages on New Year's Eve. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about this one? This isn't necessarily a ghost story. It's not necessarily... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it is. It's. It has me shook. Yeah. And that's what matters. It's a spooky story. We can at least agree with that. Yeah. It, doesn't it show you how, like, intrusive uh, digital life can be? That, like, on the face of it, there's no reason why this should be terrifying because you could just turn off your phone and the messages are gone. I mean, yeah. by, by all accounts, they look out the window and no one's there. He doesn't really have anything to worry about in the face of it. But, like, in the day and age that we live in, like, those digital messages are uh, just as real as, like, what the stuff we normally talk about. Someone knocking on your door. This like, is how you haunt. in the night. Yeah. This is how you haunt in the, in the 21st century. People, I mean, I'm a, I'm an incredible culprit with this. I can't be apart from my phone for two goddamn seconds. So if you're going to haunt me, do it via the phone. You could be throwing blood over my walls, crouching over me while I sleep in bed at night, but I can't even see you because in between us is Twitter.com, <laughs> Facebook.com. You're going to have to somehow splash blood all over my Instagram DMs, okay? Because that's <laughs> the only shit I'm looking at 24-7. Exactly. And if you do that, that's a successful haunting. Granted, this case what did take place a while ago. He said this was New Year's Eve 2011. Okay. So, so I don't even know. What are we talking? Motorola Razor? Yeah. I mean, if you were a hot shot, you had the iPhone 3G. Ooh, back then but I think like I was rocking a blackberry in 2011 yeah yeah i think i was still thinking i, think I, was, I was a little still... new york banker 
living in Northern Ireland. On the BB chat. My mom's like, Rory, uh, just get off your phone. It's dinner at 5.30. 5.30, yeah, okay, I'm just going to pencil that into my e-calendar. <laughs> at 4.30, I have uh, a skate session with the boys. Yeah, and then chilling from 6 to 10, so I suppose I could bump chilling to 7.30. Your mom's like, give me the phone, you're grounded. What? Oh, God damn it. Let me at least text the boys. Let me put grounded in my e-calendar. Just another spooky story. Wow. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If you are somebody who loves all things spooky, then Real Life Ghost Stories podcast is the one for you. My name is Emma. I am the host of Real Life Ghost Stories podcast. And every week I bring to you three podcast episodes that are full to the brim with paranormal stories. Every Wednesday and Friday, I release a mini episode which is dedicated to the spooky stories of our listeners and every Sunday we deep dive into a famous paranormal case. You can find Real Life Ghost Stories wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here. Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. And we got no time to decide if it's real or not, because we've got another one. Okay. Right around the corner, posted by... New Year's Eve phenomenon, this one's called. (laughs) Are they the phenomenon? This phenomenon by Badumbadum is honestly going to shake your world. This happened on New Year's Eve 2016 in Mexico. My family and I go there every year to spend the holidays, since we own an apartment there, and it allows my dad to escape his work environment for a little bit. Hmm. Tell me about it. Blackberry life, huh, brother? On New Year's Eve, we were invited along with many other residents to spend New Year's Eve at one of the apartments in the block. Around 35 people showed up. The apartment's on the fourth floor, and we arrived there around 10 p.m., since many of us had dinner before with family and joined to celebrate the new year for the rest of the night. At around 10.50 to 11, one of my mother's friends looked up to the sky and said she saw something strange. Many of the residents, me included, shrugged it off at first and kept talking. Within a couple of minutes, more and more people started looking up, out at the balcony. Once we saw the commotion, 
We got up and went outside to the terrace to join them and see what the fuss was about. It was strange at first, but I can describe it as if the stars were twinkling. We could see the stars, but they were bunched up closer than usual, and they were twinkling intermittently in an unusual fashion. As we kept looking, more and more stars, quote, <laughs> okay, kept showing up and twinkling. Then what we thought were these stars in the sky began to move towards the other stars that is the real name that were twinkling at this point we all started to freak out a little bit there were way too many to count but we all agreed that around 100 to 150 stars were in the sky then this entire cluster moved across the sky and disappeared from sight we were all with our mouths wide open. Many of us tried to record or take pictures, but nothing shows up on the phone cameras, especially that far away. So true. The most interesting part is that the son of the apartment owner said that the year before he talked to a guy that said he'd seen something similar on New Year's Eve the year before. Whoa. He said he listened to the story but shrugged it off as some guy ranting. I wanted to throw this story in here because we're looking at maybe not a haunting, maybe not something that's involving ghosts yeah or a, or a weird phone number this could be otherworldly this, this could be an alien unexplainable phenomena of some kind yeah what are your thoughts on this story damn isn't that such a funny little problem to have that anything that happens on the scale of like stars in the sky i mean christ even a ufo you can't capture that with a phone camera no it doesn't show up um i'm assuming every listener uh at one point has seen an amazing moon yeah. on their walk home one night and has tried to take a picture of it on their iPhone or Android. It looks like a f***ing thumbtack. Oh you can God. go full zoom into that thing and it weirdly doesn't get any bigger. I don't understand how cameras work. I don't understand how space works. No. But that thing does not get any but bigger. But I should be able to gram it. <laughs> exactly. <Damn> it. <laughs> and like the sad thing is that like dumbass monkeys, every two years we try it, it's like... I just got a new phone. I'll try it with the, with the new iPhone 11 Pro. Yeah, like it'll this be is able the one. to do it. Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't. It'll never work. I the, don't know why. The moon is like the pot of gold at the end of a rainbow. You'll never get to it. It keeps moving. I think that's science. And the larger point here is much like the guy in the story. I'm starting to get a little suspicious about whether this moon thing is really up there. Honestly, that's a whole nother investigation. Uh, what are your thoughts about this? phenomenon i saw in the replies to this story a couple of explanations people were floating about sure one of them was that it could possibly be some sort of drone show <laughs> it's true granted this is new year's eve you know there's going to be some sort of celebration it's 2016 it's not that long ago yeah i guess like full-on drone performances are pretty are a pretty recent thing yeah, you know, sometimes these kind of explanations come up and they are pertinent and they are valid. Uh, and people always say something along the lines of, well, what's more likely, bro, uh, something paranormal or that there was an unexpected drone show? Uh, checkmate. Yeah, it's a drone show. But that kind of thinking always kind of annoys me because I'm also like, yes, it is unlikely that it's paranormal. But it's also goddamn unlikely that there's 200 drones <laughs> located directly above this apartment on New Year's Eve in, in Mexico. Mexico in 2016. That's also pretty damn unlikely. Yeah, it's very, very true. It's, it's kind of like, 
seeing a man with a briefcase floating across the sky. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, that was obviously something paranormal. And someone's like, uh, or was more likely that a businessman was launched by a trebuchet. <laughs> it's like, would, I mean, that, I mean, that's something that exists and yes. it could happen. It's within the realms of physics. Yes. Yeah. But it's still incredibly unbelievable. The fact that someone mentioned seeing something similar the year before uh, around the same area on New Year's Eve would lead me to believe that what they're seeing isn't paranormal. Mm. Could it be some sort of remnants or runoff from a firework display? Uh, some sort of celebration that's kind of leaking into their skyline? I don't know. But I don't see any reason why any UFOs or greys would exclusive unless they want to come to earth for some reason on new year's eve to rage that wouldn't make any sense because presumably depending on the size the orientation rotation of their planets their 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 year could be a goddamn minute it's true i mean i know like the parties in tijuana are legendary but are they interstellar legendary exactly i want to look up actually what the what the which planet has the shortest year because basically a year a year is the time it takes for a planet to complete a rotation in orbit. To orbit the sun, yeah. Yeah. Or its closest star. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> depending on how much you uh, love or hate New Year's Eve, this information is going to be very important to you. Okay. If you hate it, you're going to want to go to Pluto. Because a year on Pluto takes 248 Earth years. Woo! The planet with the shortest year, Mercury, only takes 88 days. 88 days? Yeah. There's definitely uh, other planets out there that are probably even faster than that, too. Oh, yeah. These are just the ones in uh, in our solar system. <sighs> Quite a range, huh? Yeah. There's probably one that's spinning around like a bullet. There's definitely planets out there as well where the year is substantially shorter than the day. What? <laughs> because a day is how long it takes for the planet to spin. Yes. 360 degrees. And that can technically be shorter than the time it takes for it to orbit. It's You're losing sun. me. You're losing me. What? Wait, so how... So it has to... It takes a day for a year, but there's 24 hours in a day. Not always. And 600 and... Sorry, 365. I just don't understand. Because a year is bigger. It doesn't have to be. Well, it's... A year is 365 days. Not always. And it, In fact, not most of the time. Si- silence. A year is 600 and... Well, I don't know where you're getting yeah. 600 <laughs> a from. A year is 300 That's not what it is on Earth. I, I gotta call my old science teacher. <laughs> I don't think I'm nine anymore. <laughs> I call up our old high school science teacher. <laughs> Richard, did you know that a year is actually f- all? <laughs> I told you to stop calling me. This is important, Richard. You're not allowed to call this number anymore. <laughs> calling him on New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> Richard, put down the champagne. I'm having a lovely time with my family. Please leave me alone, Rory. <laughs> um. So there we go. We got another story there. A bit of a, a bit of a UFO-based one. Wow. I love it. I love this because this is like a little. Uh, this is like a YouTube rewind of all of the best paranormal short stories of the year. Absolutely. And finally, our last story of the night before we bring in the new year. Wow. We're almost there. Or should I call it the boo year? Uh Uh-oh. Because it's going to be as spooky as the last one. And speaking of spooky, 
we got a news report posted on the BBC. On New Year's Eve, a photographer named Jules Anna was out at night taking pictures of the River Thames near Westminster Bridge here in London. A great photo op. You've got uh, the lit Houses of Parliament, you know, reflecting in the beautiful dark waters. Beautiful. Nice skyline. It's actually, you know, this hunk of drunk city actually looks pretty, uh, scrubs up all right for it, New Year's. It does, for sure. But when he got home, he noticed something strange in one of his photos. Looking out over the Thames River was a transparent, ghost-like figure. The photographer said, Nothing like this has ever happened to me before. I can't explain it. There was no one there when I took the photographs. And it's not a double exposure or a long exposure. I've shown it to five or six other people, and they can't explain it either. This is some goddamn uh, Christmas Carol shit. This is a ghost coming to teach him the error of his shitty photography ways. Yeah, because, you know, the spirits come on Christmas to grumpy people. Right. To show them to be happy and nice around Christmas. Whereas the spirits of New Year's Eve, I feel like, come back to teach nerds how to rage. And it's kind of like all those New Year's Eves you spent indoors with a Chinese takeaway. Let me show you the true spirit of New Year's Eve. Andrew WK? <laughs> the ghost just does a bump of coke. It's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Come with me. We're going to go visit Keith Richards. But he's not dead. You'd be so scared if you were like a ghost showed up to try and teach you how, how to party. And then like before you head out, he just does like smokes a bowl of crack. And then you're like, oh my God, is, is this how to party on New Year's Eve? Nope. This is how I died. Anyway, let's go. And you're like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay in. Actually, <laughs> this is how I died. Take a deep breath now. I have the picture, Kip. Wow. I have the picture from that very night. First hand evidence. The first of the night. All right, take a look at that. <laughs> Spooky stuff. Bear in mind, this po- this picture is posted on the BBC website. You're speechless. I can tell. Um. The photographer was drunk. That's not true. It's a good photo. It's a good photo. Listen, I don't have the photographic vocabulary for this. There is there is the transparent figure yeah. of a guy in like a letterman jacket standing on the River Thames looking at Parliament. But it's at what point what part of that was a lie? None of it. It's all there. Right. That's the problem. Kids dancing yeah. around the because issues here. It's a picture it, of a ghost. Because none of it's paranormal. At, what do you mean none of it's paranormal? The are <laughs> see-through. That's about as spooky as it gets. Okay, yeah, but the thing If with- you put a party popper in his mouth, it's gonna drop to the floor. <laughs> okay, I I understand that he can't celebrate New Year's. I think what's just happened is I think he like I mean, at night, to get, uh, like, a good shot with a lot of light, I mean, you need a long exposure, right? He said, the photographer said in the quote, right before I showed you this picture, that it wasn't a long exposure okay. shot. I hear that. He's also wrong, because... How dare you? I mean, if it is a ghost, this ghost is straight chilling. He has an incredibly relaxed pose. He's, he's just leaning on the wall, looking over the river. He's not haunting anyone. He's minding his own business, by all accounts. Paranormal investigator Lee Roberts said, People always think ghosts have to be Victorian women <laughs> holding babies. <laughs> but if there are spirits out there, they should include people right up to the present day. Yeah. And I mean, that's the this is the almost issue. up to the present day. He's Marty McFly. <laughs> Look, so. let's let's face it, that's the issue that you have with this ghost, is that he's dressed very fashionably. 
You were expecting a headless horseman, a woman in a white dress, you know, Jack the Ripper dancing on the streetlights. Okay, well, that is one of the problems. And what we have here is Teen Wolf. Does that make it not paranormal? <laughs> one of the problems. I mean, yes, the the problem is that if they were dressed in period costume from the Victorian era, that would at least make it unlikely that they wandered into frame of a shot of parliament point taken sure but it being the year you know 2019 or whatever that guy is definitely just on a walk i'll i'll be honest with you guys even though uh, the photographer claimed the photo hasn't been edited or that it wasn't a long exposure footage it's too it's too clean cut to not be fake (laughs) Or an it's, accident. It's so hard for me to explain why it's so obviously not real. Yeah. But when you see it, it's like... <laughs> you just know. You just know. If you're a good paranormal investigator, you got that instinct. You got that gut feeling. Oh, yeah. That's what they teach you at Paranormal Harvard. There's a lot of trying to snatch a fly out of midair and all that kind of karate kid shit. It's just knowing who to arrest and when. I've slapped handcuffs on a lot of people who I believe were cryptids and to this day claim that they are uh, just normal humans. A lot Uh, of innocent people got to go down in the name of law and justice. Exactly, because for every 100 people that I arrest and interrogate, everyone gets me closer to the real thing. (laughs) So there's none? There were none in the first 100. There were none in the second. But the third, 100? Also none? Got me closer to the real thing. Okay. Which I'm still to find. So I'm just out there walking about New Year's Eve, handcuffs in hand, ready to find the beasts. Looking for anything with a college jacket. So there we have it, folks. Five paranormal stories all about New Year's Eve on New Year's Eve. Wow. And that's burnt just about enough time to get us to midnight. Oh, snap. It's time to bring in the New Year, folks. Five, four, three... Two, one, happy Ow! new year! <laughs> hey, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us from 2019 all the way to 2020. Jesus. A year that is already infinitely cooler sounding than 2019. Yeah. 2020. 2020. This is the year where all your dreams are going to come true. Holy shit. This is the year that this podcast goes from a million listeners to a billion listeners. <laughs> That's right. We're going to take over the continent of China. We're going to take the paranormal commune to the paranormal commune. We're going straight up, guys, to start a new world on the lunar world. In all seriousness, I guess we want to say thank you. Thank you so much for sticking with us for an entire year. This has probably been the biggest year of the podcast, 2019. For sure. From, you know, the numbers growing to winning our award uh, for Best Entertainment Podcast at the British Podcast Awards. From doing the live show at King's Place. There's been a lot of investigations. uh, And we've had an absolute blast doing every single one of them. It's one of those things that, like, uh, day by day, it's felt very natural. But when we look back to, like... The community and the episodes we were doing at the start of the year compared to now it's nuts and every time we log on to the 
this Paranormal Life Secret Society or Patreon. Um, it always blows our mind to see you guys just continuing to enjoy the show and so many cool connections being made, people meeting each other and just, you know, enjoying the show. Yeah, we couldn't have asked for a better community that's just randomly sprung around our our love out of all things weird and paranormal. Uh, and it's been amazing to see this show and this community grow. So thank you so much. This is what the new year is all about. It's about looking back at what you've done I don't understand how a year works anymore. What did you say? It's like a second now? Like a year is like a second and a day is a year? Sometimes. I need to, I need to call up Professor Richard as soon as we're done <laughs> to bring in the new year because I'm going to have a goddamn panic attack. Sex, Richard. I'm outside. I'm ready to go now. <laughs> I'm in the car. A he, second is a year, he, Richard. He's <laughs> with his friend. Do you think I could stay over tonight? <laughs> Richard, I'm in the car. I've been here for 37 years now. You're going the wrong way, by the way. (laughs) Um, So thank you for listening to the podcast, downloading the podcast, and supporting us all through 2019. We can't wait for 2020 and a whole nother year of paranormal investigations. And if there's one thing that 2020 is going to have in common with 2019 is the fact that we're still going to live fast investigate and die young baby planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.